0: This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to For the Shire by the Shire. Each week, we speak to property and finance professionals working in and around the Sutherland Shire. Discover insider tips and tricks from the Shire's leading experts on how to get ahead in today's market. Introducing your host, Nathan Smith, the Director and Senior Mortgage Broker at the award-winning Birdie Wealth.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of For the Shire, By the Shire. Uh, Today we're joined by Lucas Harwood and he's a Director at Harwood Property Agents, just next door. So established in Miranda since 2015 and uh, quite an achievement. He is a most recommended agency every year since he has set up shop. Uh, in the Miranda area. Lucas, welcome. Thanks for having us, Nathan. Thanks for coming along. Now, uh, not a long walk for you to get here today. It was nice and easy. (laughs) No. Did you get the green light or was it a red light? (laughs) That's right. Nice (laughs) and easy. Really close. Right across the road here on um, Kiora Road. Uh, So an easy walk across the road. You set up the agency in 2015, but uh, you had some previous experience in real estate. When did you start in the industry?
0: Yeah, I started my career back after I left school. So it was all I wanted to do. And the only industry that really stood out to somewhere I wanted to go. So I um, started in 2002 after leaving school and um, went to TAFE and got my qualifications there and worked in the afternoons telemarketing and making sales appointments in a real estate firm until I got a a foot in the door for the following year when I had my courses uh, uh, finished and also got – Yeah, a job
1: in property management soon after that. That seems to be a fairly standard transition these, or back then was property management first and then into sales? Yeah, it
0: was always a common thing that you do property management before sales as a way to get in, yet they were two totally separate roles and something now I I would not have done again because they are so different. So it would have been nice to have just gone straight into sales with a, a sales assistant role and then straight from there it's a salesperson, but I gave property management a go, which um, definitely wasn't for me and it didn't work out too well. So um, but it was good to do for a while, but not for a long time. So back in 2002, were you Shire-based at that stage? Yeah, in 2002, I started working at LJ Hooker at Guy Mere. So we just, uh, I worked there as a sales support for a few years and then went to
1: LJ Hooker at Miranda and Started my career there in sales. So, Guy Me Miranda's always been your your hub, and where you've set up from there. That's um, correct. How was that move from uh, working working in the, I guess, a major brand to now promoting yourself as your own brand?
0: Yeah, back then franchises were a bit more popular. People saw strength in a name. These days with the independence, you know, we buy our coffees not from Gloria Jeans but from the local across the road with a moustache. You know, people do want to support people having a go and the new name out there and they don't want to sort of um, – I find that they've steered away from the, the franchise model that was popular years ago. Now
1: back in 2015 when you have started the business – how was the property market tracking at that point?
0: We're lucky actually it was just pretty much good timing. The market was moving pretty quickly. Miranda was going through a lot of change uh, development properties were starting to become a, a big thing unit developments, duplexes, townhouses and um, it was fortunate that we we jumped on board and started that year when everything was starting to kick off. So we were were lucky to get away with it and we were allowed to make a lot of mistakes because we had a lot of sales coming through that allowed us to.
1: Looking back from 2002 when you first started in the industry to today, Miranda seems to be one of those suburbs that's gone through huge changes, as you talked about some of them uh, just then. What are the things that you've seen changed as far as the styles of property, the demographic of the people living here?
0: Yeah, it's been a massive change. When I first started here, it was it was underwhelming. It wasn't um, crash hot. You could buy a house for under half a million dollars, being the, one of the first homes I sold for 485000 So buying a house was easy to achieve. It, since that time, we've had renovations to Westfield, which put a, an increase on the area by a few percent more than other areas at the time. We've had rezoning and properties that I saw sell for 600000 that sell for $2.8 million as a
1: development. So, so big changes, and, and you're right, it seemed to be sitting between two really popular suburbs. You had Guymer on one side and Carringbar Bar on the other, and Miranda just kind of sat between them, and now it's coming in and holding its own. It, it is, different. yeah. That,
0: that's where I think it, it's probably changed the most, and you've got... Um, buyers that are coming from the St George area and buying into the area because of you know, buyers that predominantly would buy in Hearstful for the Westfields are now coming to Miranda as a cheaper alternative and spending as much money now to get a property with the um, Westfields close by and train stations and yeah, so the, the, the market has changed dramatically in that Miranda area over the time and in the last 12 months the area's gone from 1,500 dwellings to
1: 6,500 dwellings so it's gone up almost 25% in the last 12 months and that's all the uh, development unit development I would imagine that sits out at the back was at the west west side of Miranda there yeah correct so since you started you've seen the rise in the market then we went through the fall in the market how did you find that as an agent and and how did you find it with the rest of your team
0: yeah that was one of the hardest points in the business and where we I started as a business owner to learn how to run a business we had At that stage, a staff change. So we we cleaned out a lot of the staff that weren't performing. The market was tight. Buyers had taken control of the market. Our business count was gurgling on fumes. Um, It was the first time I actually saw what business ownership was like. And from that, we've developed our property management arm and put a lot of more
1: staff and infrastructure into that to keep us running for the long haul. It was uh, we saw some agencies close, we saw uh, a lot of agents leave the industry. Uh, Do you think there's any benefit to having those tougher times?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I I learned a lot out of that, more so than coming in on the boom and selling everything and running around, you know, buying watches and enjoying life and thinking it was all pretty flash and good and it was around forever. There were a few things that got sold, a few things that... um, changed in our business and it, it's definitely made me better as we've come back into a strong market. Um, I'm not doing those things anymore and playing pretty low key. So it yeah. definitely helped a lot.
1: So this time you're, um, you're squirreling everything away in preparation knowing that uh, it's a cyclical, right? It, it'll come again. Absolutely. So it's all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I want to talk about this achievement. This is massive. So since you've opened doors, uh, you've been the most recommended agency in Miranda. What is it about you or what is it about your business and the culture that's separating you from the rest? Yeah, well, we knew from day dot
0: we couldn't be the biggest. And obviously, staff-wise, it wasn't going to happen in the market that we've just recently come out of. Um, so I knew that who we put on, we had to work harder and we just had to get better results so i i guess in and we weren't we weren't a franchise people weren't just going to ring us and work with us we needed to get a good result so people would come back in and and come back to us and have a chat to us and want to sell their property so We opened, I guess, a boutique brand that had a little bit more detail around how we work and what we do. I oversee it a lot more than what most bigger agencies do and we don't focus on volume as much as we focus on the client. So we've put a lot of attention to that side of things and, um, yeah, it's made us better. Uh,
1: Let's talk now about uh, selling a home first of all. So when you're selling a home, is there something that you think more people should be doing that they're just not?
0: yeah there 's plenty of questions we get asked from buyers when they 're out looking some of those things are how longs have been on the market they 'll ask us what uh, why is the owner looking to sell it uh, are pretty common questions, but sometimes depending on the agent you 're going to get different responses of how much they want to give away of the owner's circumstances so I sort of think if I was out there looking today i 'd be and I get it from time to time where somebody looking to buy in my area of Miranda will ring me and ask me for advice and I think if somebody's looking to purchase a property, they've probably dealt with an agent in that local area that's sort of knows their craft and have got more properties on the market and I think no one sort of would be against giving more advice on that particular property. So, if, you know, if another agent's selling a property and I get a call from a buyer saying, look, we're just looking at this one at 10 Smith Street, what's your advice on it i've either been in and appraised it i know the property i've sold something similar around it and i can give them the advice that they probably need you've you've got a bit of market knowledge there if, if anything crazy's happened or if it's been turned over a few times and, and most agents that are good in their area are happy to help because that buyer who buys into the area will one day become one of their potential vendors and somebody they can work with so i think if there's anything to ask go
1: and ask a, a local agent who's still working that area and pick their brains. It's great. So you're just offering uh, to take anyone's call any time of the night, just call Lucas can and, uh, call me. and call that's him. brain. right. Get, his get brain. involved. Yeah. Brain. Yeah. Uh, that, that's really good advice and I think even if you're looking in a particular area, um, it's certainly worthwhile speaking to the agents who operate in that area and let them know that you are in the market for a property and seeing if there's anything coming on board that you can get into early, have a look at. Um, but you're right, just picking their brain and getting feedback because. uh the perfect example you've sat in that area for so long you know every street you know every neighborhood you know the good and the bad so really good advice there what about the real estate process from listing a property or or buying a property and and heading to settlement what do you think there's one part that people just find really confusing
0: yeah Nathan I think it's around the conveyancing and solicitor you know like even as an agent a lot of the time we read contracts and yeah there's one or two pages that we understand as agents but trying to pull it all together and understand it it is quite difficult. So I think having a good conveyancer or solicitor on board is definitely worth your while. And somebody, again, local, they know the area, they know what they're looking for. And, um, yeah, I find that sometimes out-of-area solicitors and conveyancers can confuse it a little bit because they just don't know the Sutherland Shire market. So
1: we're not just shopping a conveyancer based on who's the cheapest? No not at all. <laughs> not at all wanting so, a quality a quality conveyance that uh, perhaps you've been referred to or somebody's worked with for a while that's it um, yeah get, we can definitely have different results and I mean uh, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but you make a mistake in real estate. it's not a five thousand dollar mistake. This is tens of thousands of dollars that you could potentially make here absolutely um now, let me give you control of the real estate market and the and your uh, occupation for a while here. If there was one thing you could change within your industry, what would you change?
0: Yeah, I think with our industry, years ago, before my time, they had set commission rates, and I don't mean to sound greedy about it because the money doesn't doesn't drive me or, or, or change my life, but what it would do is, is keep us all on an even playing field. And I think there's a lot of agents that... You, that aren't great out there that use money and price as a way to influence vendors to, to list with them and, and to give them their business. So it would be nice one day if, if we could all compete on skill and, and what we do and um, rather than having to justify why you're better than the other person. So that I think would
1: change the industry a lot more and and would, would clean it out from the riffraff. There's definitely uh, similar conversations with people in our industry talking about the same concept. So um, it's interesting to hear it happening in yours as well. I think the advantage you've got nowadays is is you've got that social proof a little bit more. You've got reviews and and people start to get picked apart pretty quickly when they're, when they're just working on price. So purchasing a property, have you bought property in and around this area before? Yeah, I've, I've, over the
0: years I bought a few properties and sold properties in the area. So yeah, I think that's good as an agent because it gives you an understanding. I always find there's a few young blokes that haven't quite done that yet, and it's something that um, as harder as it gets, the, the the younger you are, I think it's something that you can learn a lot from. I guess it's um, you know how agents work and how the process works and what it's like to be on both sides of the transaction as opposed to just. You know, being the, the whiz agent that comes in and rescues the day and saves them
1: all and yeah. sells. And yeah, isn't it funny? I find I've, when I bought property, I'm absolutely terrified. I'm just a nervous buyer like anyone else. And I sit here and do work in this industry all day, but it is just a nerve wracking process. So uh, I think you're right to sit on the other side and experience it and uh, have some empathy for, for the buyers and the sellers as they're going through that process certainly can change the way you are. Uh, approach your role.
0: Yeah, it can be made a bit hard sometimes by an agent when it it is an easy process or what seems to be an easy process of buying a property can sometimes be a little bit harder or trickier when you're trying to play somebody who's maybe negotiating or there to sort of keep it away from you or make you pay a premium or whatever it might be. So what what turns into being an easy
1: process can sometimes be a little bit more difficult. What about when you look for a property? So when you've looked for property in the past for yourself, is there any key criteria that you have had that perhaps other people could learn from? Yeah, I think it's a
0: fair question. I think, and that probably goes back to some of the questions that you ask an agent when you're down there, and it might be the agent that you ring in the area and ask them. But I always look for uh, somewhere where I can add value. So. I don't just take the property on face value for what it is. I think, okay, well, what can I add to it? What do I need to do to it to bring it into the next price point? So, you know, is it a a minor update? Can I develop it in the future? Does it look like it's going to be rezoned? Look for future potential in the property that you're purchasing. Uh, So, Lucas, what is next for you and your agency? For us, it's, it's consolidate, keep it tight, work hard as a team, as a small team probably do more work per headcount than any of the agencies out there. I feel we've got a great team at the moment. We just have
1: to keep everyone together and keep working hard for the client. Perfect. So productivity's uh, top of the list for you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, now, just to finish this off, I just wanted to know what's one piece of advice that you wish more people had uh, or more people were given?
0: Yeah, well, when I started... Um, it was from looking with my parents and checking the market out and seeing the agents with the flashy cars, thinking, wow, this career looks pretty good. Um, I enjoyed looking at the homes. I enjoyed the agents and the, the I guess the, the excitement that came from viewing the homes with the parents. And I think if anything, I, I wished I'd known now that it isn't that. It's six days a week. It's 14-hour days. With the mobile phones now, you, you're always contactable on email, on Instagram, on Facebook and I think if any agent was going into it, they need to know that it's a not a 24-7 career but it's nearabouts, and they need to put a lot of time and attention into it so that they can really get the rewards and enjoy the industry and, and give it their
1: best. Uh, Lucas, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your insight into Miranda, all the area around it, and some of your tips there for buyers and sellers. Uh, where do people find you if they want to get in contact?
0: Yeah, we're opposite you, down on the Kingsway, 2567 Kingsway, Miranda. And as again, I'm happy to take phone calls of anyone looking to buy in the area. My mobile is 001
1: 001. Perfect. And uh, all the usual social channels? Yeah, we're on them. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for joining us, mate, and we'll uh, talk soon. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for having us.
0: This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www birdiewealth.com.au